Dear Heavenly Father, um, we sit before you at a table, and we know that you are present in this room. And we just ask that what we speak to today reveals yourself, your character, and your truths to all listening, so that we may know you to aspire to come before you and be more like you. Compel us to pursue you as you are always in pursuit of us. And in your son, Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so I have Paulette and Cliff Scherer. Woo-hoo! I got it right this time. I officially know how to say your last name. I've been, I said Shearer for the whole time I knew you guys until last week, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to have a conversation about Jonah chapter 2. And then uh, just a little bit about, um, I just want to, I think it'd be cool to talk about personal devotion to God um, in the mix of that, because Jonah kind of lays out a model of prayer. Um, and, and just to kind of recap Sunday's message, when you don't know what to do, pray. When you don't know what to pray, you speak the word of God. Jonah does this, he re- references a few Psalms. And then uh, when you don't know what to do, do the last thing that God asked you to do so or good. told you to do. And so... Um, yeah, I would love just to get y'all's thoughts on uh, Jonah too. What's the biggest thing uh, personally for you guys that has jumped off as you read through Jonah chapter two? I'll be totally honest, and it's probably very um, simplistic, but when you just took us to Jonah one seventeen, mm. and the verse was, "The Lord appointed a great fish." to swallow up Jonah. The Holy Spirit almost didn't allow me to move off you pointing us to that. Mm. Because if the Lord can appoint a fish, (laughs) he can, is able, and will appoint each of us. Mm. That's good. And so I am resting, pursuing, and passionate about allowing him to appoint me. Mm. I love that. Yes, yeah, so that's that's really good. And I, I think the thing that really kind of kind of struck me, even as as is you were saying, okay, we're going to start in Jonah 2, and so I'm kind of popping up that chapter, and is the simplicity of it. Mm. Uh, And you you humorously say, you know, uh, Jonah was the first one I read because it was so short. (laughs) It's true. It's true statement. I, I know, but in the simple, God brings us deep. Mm. And as... As, as we've begun to to dig into this, and I think because it's so simple, it's maybe allowed me for sure, but maybe others to realize there's depth mm. in what God wants us to pursue. And so it's as simple as what you said on Sunday. When we think about prayer... God help. Just God help. And sometimes we overcomplicate things. 
when God just wants us. For me, the last 24 hours um, has been an amazing glimpse of heaven. Mm. You know, it started with, with us coming to church, you know, 8.30, 8.45, and, and through services, and then to have worship night, and then to worship this morning. It just struck me as where we... That's probably the most, in some ways, I had been saturated with worship. And then I'm thinking, well, why can't I do that myself? Um, and so it was a great glimpse to me to, the, to experience all of that. And I'm so looking forward to the rest of this week uh, in the mornings. But it's like you said so often in the past, you know, we want to carry that. We want to carry what we experience on a mountaintop. It's a mountaintop on Sunday because it's a wonderful, emotional, thoughtful experience. But it's designed to prepare us to go out, go into the valley, go out into our jobs and and to carry the light of Jesus to someone else. And uh, so that's, you know, there's a little specific takeaways, but man, just just the simpleness. That's good. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing I wrestled with, and I had to, <laughs> I had to really seek the Lord on this because I, I found myself very frustrated with Jonah um, mm-hmm. during message and, you know, message prep study time leading into this series several weeks ago. And I, I've kept going back, like, why am I so mad at Jonah? Why am I mad at Jonah? Why am I frustrated with him? Why? Like every time I read about him, I just get, I just get mad at him. And I think what I've realized is because out of all the characters that I have studied, um, I can probably see more of Jonah in myself than mm-hmm. any other character because of his disobedience. And then his stubbornness, and how hard-headed he is even after God moves. Um, We've said, you know, chapter 1 is um, he's running from God. Jonah runs from God. Chapter 2 is he runs to God. And then chapter 3 is he's running with God. He's doing the work of God, and he's he's with him. And then in chapter 4, there's a plot twist because he runs against God. And he thinks that he has a better way. Well, I would have done things different. And, and you know, as much as that sounds so absurd, I find myself there way more than I would like to admit. Yeah, and uh, in verse 1 of chapter 2, uh, when it says, you know, in, he's inside the fish, he prayed in the belly of this fish, um, and, and he begins to say, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me, mm-hmm. from the deep in the from deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. I just think, you know, for whoever's listening to this right now, um, whether you are on a mountaintop, like Cliff just explained, or you may be what feels like in the belly of a fish or maybe the bottom of the sea or even lower than that, and it's a dark place, it's scary, it's uncomfortable, uh, you feel misplaced, you feel misunderstood, you feel unseen, you are hurt, um, I just want to let you know that God can meet you right in the middle of that. I think yes. Jonah shows that. Yeah. And I loved how you pointed us 
by saying, when you come to the end of yourself, mm. you come to the beginning of God. Yes. And when I personally was in that place of despair and loneliness and darkness and all you can do is call out to him, he's depleting us of self mm. and he's awaiting us to allow him to fill every crevice. Mm. So the listener that may be that far down is really just that close. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's so crazy at the bottom of the ocean. Just think about this. Like we, we talked about it. I'm convinced there's no way that Jonah, when the fish swallowed Jonah, I'm convinced. I'll, I'll argue this to the grave, all right? <laughs> it may not be necessary, but... <laughs> I'm convinced that Jonah thought, this is how I go out. Like, this is how it ends for me. I mean, if you have been that disobedient and you are at the bottom of the sea and you've got seaweed wrapped around your head, probably a mouthful of salt water, and you are, I mean, that is a awful place to be. And then this giant fish picks you up. You're thinking, or at least I am, I can't speak for Jonah, this is how it ends for me. Mic drop. Yeah. And then what happens? He's in the he's in the well of the fish, whatever it is. And he prays to God in the middle of his distress. And what yeah. do we see? He calls and God, God answers. answers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool those like after you said, you know, uh the end of verse two, out of the belly of Sheol I cried and you heard my voice. And then he gives us such deeper description for you cast me into the deep, mm. into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. Yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. Wow. And and it's it's so right on as well. You know, when Paul was talking about he's emptying you of yourself, that's exactly what's happening as we go through these fasting. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're so focused on food, but we have to get to that point. And, and this is difficult. It's, it's very difficult because there will be times when we're craving. If you're giving up something, you're going to go through that point of craving. But it's when you get totally emptied that the body physically the body then begins to allow you to focus on what your mind chooses to focus on rather than your physical body determining what your mind is doing and and there's all types of passages of scripture that 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 back that up and so that's encouragement to anyone out there today that you you know you're trying to to fast from something, uh, be it physical food or be it something else. Um, persevere, yeah, because it may not be till Wednesday or Thursday before you reach that clarity. There will be struggle on the first on the front side, but just like Jonah, you know. But when did he get to run to God once he was emptied of himself? Yeah. And I, th- you know, I can't, I don't know if I can prove this, but I'm convinced in the belly of that fish that Jonah was fasting. Mm. Oh. Cause I don't, yeah. I mean, maybe like, what would he be? 
I mean, maybe here. maybe he's desperate and he's like eating what the fish ate. I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming he yeah. didn't drink water. It's a powerful thought. And yeah. he did not eat any food. Yeah. Mm. I think and he prayed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so I would say he was about as close to the Lord as mm. possible. And God's grace picked him up mm. <laughs> to take yeah. him back to Nineveh to preach against the people mm. that he despised. And I'm like, I just, the more that I read this, I'm just like, this is crazy mm. to me. Well, and it's, it's, it's so like us because when we are stripped down is when we do call. Yeah. And then, spoiler alert, flash forward, he's going to do great things for God. Yeah. He's going to save 120,000 people. Yep. When he should be celebrating <laughs> is when he removes himself and his focus wow. back to himself. Isn't that exactly what we do? Yep. When we get a modicum of success or things are going well, then we shift that to us, and our pride mm. simply allows us to fall away. And, and, and in a way, it's a roller coaster, and, and we all don't, we don't want to ride that, but... Unfortunately, our humanness causes us to. Well, and Seth, you speak to us about our posture. Mm. And, and you um, posed before us the opportunity of when we pray, mm. it may be a yes or a no or a not yet. And I am in a season right now of in my prayer life to decrease self like you implore us to, to increase him. I'm looking at the percentage of time I'm talking in prayer versus listening. Mm. So I am, I am at a place now where I can open the word of God. I can pray his words back to him yeah. and allow the Holy Spirit's groanings to speak for me. That's good. And then I, I am asking my mind and my emotions to be quenched as I listen yes. with my soul yeah. so that the motions of my soul are in a relationship with him. That's good. So my prayer life is increasing by shutting up. <laughs> Which is hard to do. It's very hard yeah. to do. But it's, it's, just, it's dispelling our own agendas. That's really good. That's deep. And and that's it. And, and let me push on that point because for me, I think historically I've always felt like, oh, you know, we got to go through these requests. I gotta, I gotta be able to pray for, pray globally, and and pray for our state, and pray for our nation, and pray for these specific things, and write these specific things down. And and that's not; those are not bad. Right. Those are requests that that people have that are immediate. But God knows, as soon as we write that down, God knows what that is. You know, as soon as we hear that, and and exactly like Paulette was saying, becoming quiet. And I can tell you because because I'm privileged to see the Word of God 
and the voice of God speaking through her and things. And it's clear. It's clear. Way clearer than what I get. But it's probably because she's way more silent and quiet before God. And, and that's that's why I want to encourage people to to be quiet. You know, you don't... I struggle because I, I, I think sometimes I'm... I'm trying to formulate words, whether they're out loud or in my mind. Oh, I've got to pray this to God. I've got to pray, pray his word. Just like you said, be quiet and pray his words back to him if you're not sure. Or you get confused or you lose focus in trying to pray. Just pray his words back to him. It's very good. Well, can I jump into worship night last night, what you spoke mm, on? Sure. Yeah, Man, I wow. was so touched and awakened by Nehemiah. Yeah. You took us to Nehemiah 3, and it was a charge, I felt to me personally, and to NLC Fayetteville this fall, that God is calling us and um, covering us with the opportunity to rebuild. Yes. And you you charged us with laying down our life for the gospel. Mm. And not to be distracted. Yes. And we can be distracted by our own thoughts. We can be distracted by our mind. We can be distracted by our action. Mm -hmm. And a good action that's not a God action mm -hmm. is no needed action. And basically, I was just like, I'm already charged, y'all. I'm just here to say <laughs> I am not Amen. rocket ship about to launch. I'm 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 going. I just want everyone else to be invited in to the rocket ship. And I, I just felt that's what God had you speak over us as a charge. Um, what's wild is I was debating, so I had three messages, which is typically how that happens. I'll sit down to write, three things come to mind, and then I'll lay them all out and I'm like, which one do we talk mm -hmm. about? I hadn't even looked at the worship set for worship night because this weekend has been wow. so mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, we took communion. Yes. We did all these things last night. It was awesome. Yes. And uh, they're doing rehearsal. I'm in my office. It's two and a half hours before. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to write a ton of notes down. Mm -hmm. I just want to bring the Bible up there, encourage people. And uh, I hear the song about uh, the battle being oh, yes. God's. Mm -hmm. And um, how to fight, and, fight yeah, and so like that song starts playing, mm. and I was in literally in the middle of praying in my office, like God, what am I supposed to speak about? And interestingly enough, uh, it's, it was the first sermon that we spoke that I, I say we that I spoke uh, almost twenty one months ago when we moved here, wow. and it was I just talked about it's time to rebuild and. Um, what the enemy intended to harm us is actually going to help us um, because Amen. we're turning it over to God. And, I, you know, with Nehemiah, uh, to kind of change gears a little bit, that I, I wish I would have spoke to this more because I think this is what a lot of our people struggle with is uh, Sanballat. You know, his name is, it, it literally means enemy in secret. Um, and what the enemy does is he wants to distract. And Sanballat, in the story of Nehemiah, he comes and he literally, his 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 little crew that he's with, they're like taunting uh, Nehemiah and the rest of his people. They're like, you know, are you going to rebuild this in a day? Like, there's too much rubble. Are these stones going to come back to life? And, you know, they're just like <laughs> literally insulting them. 
And then one of the guys speaks up. He's like, yes, and even a fox could knock this wall down. It's like it's like back in middle school, mm-hmm. like making yeah. jokes. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what an what a awful joke. <laughs> and, um, but I think so often in our lives, because I've been asking this question, why are people not putting their hand to the plow? Yes. I think so many people get saved, and they love the idea of a Savior. Yes. But they do not like the idea of a Lord. Mm. Meaning I do what he says, that he's the boss, that he's the king of my life. Only one person can sit on the throne. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is people want this grace. They want this eternal life. They want to spend life in heaven with with our creator. But then when it comes to obeying him on the earth, you know, and you could tell a tree mm-hmm. by its fruit. I'm looking at trees all throughout our church, and my heart breaks because I think people just see church is like this this checkbox mm-hmm. and and this isn't for everybody but it, it's so many people it's just like they go through the motions they go they, they do this stuff on Sunday and then it's just like okay now it's back to my time Monday and Saturday Monday through Saturday mm-hmm. and it's like no mm-hmm. <laughs> Sunday is not even the most important thing we do as a church mm-hmm. it's it's the catapulting into the week and I love at the end of that story where it says, that the person who's in charge of sounding the horn was with Nehemiah. And what he what he said was, as soon as you hear this horn, everybody report to mm. the wall because it's time to build and it's time to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see Sundays that way. Yes. I see Sunday not as me blowing the trumpet or the horn, but I see it as this like this picture of that's when the saints come together mm-hmm. and that's when we equip the saints for the work of service. And then we send people out into the community to rebuild, yes. yeah, yeah. to build, to take back ground and territory mm-hmm. that God has given us. But we have to wake up, yeah. And we can't we can't be like Jonah, asleep in the boat when he's caused the storm. Yeah, we got to wake up, own it, take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I love in that chapter, I think it was chapter three, where it's list out the families. Yes. It's like yes. in this person yeah. Yeah. built yes. this, and then this person rebuilt the fish gate, and then this yes. person, and it's like this list. And I used to think this is so silly with this bunch of names mm-hmm. and stuff, but no, these are people who said, "Oh, I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I can yes. make." I got chills right now yes. thinking about what would happen in a church if every family and individual said, "Oh." I can't do everything, but I can do something. I'm all yeah. in. I'm all yeah. in. Yeah. And like that gets me fired up. Yes. So that's what I see for this fall. I do, I do too. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Yeah. I, I hope that too. happens. <laughs> well, and it's just so, it was so amazing because it was like, boom, the light went on. And I was like, everyone has their section. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. We so want to. Sometimes we're looking at, oh, they're building the fish gate. I want to go build a fish gate. I'm over wow. here on the 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 side of the wall. Why, why do I have to build it? Well, because right. if I don't build yeah. that wall, yes. that's where the enemy's coming through. Mm. You know, they were all had their responsibilities, and and that's that's what it's that's what it's about. Not everybody's going to be. Uh, you know, a, a, a foster parent. Not everybody's going to be working in kids' life, but there's places for you. That's so good. And the other thing that was incredible was you start that work, but they had to clear the rubble mm-hmm. from the past. They had to get that out of the way. Yes. And so often we're just building and we're trying to build a wall 
crooked around the rubble wow. or we're not willing to clean it out or we're like, oh, I can't finish this. There's too much stuff there. Mm. And and that's where the church, you know, to me, the church then comes in and we need to we need to help. We need to to support that person. You can you can do this. You can clear this away. It's very good. The word of God is here that can right. help you. Can I plug something, Seth? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> plug it. Um, and LC Fayetteville is offering on Wednesday nights, 615 to 730, any and every woman hearing this, you are welcome and invited. God has um, purposed us to look into the word renew renew me fall 2023 mm. and he's going to lead us through psalms 51 10 creating me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit with me and he's um he's revealed through his word five c's conversion conversation commitment communion and our call mm. and conversion as mighty and momentous as an experience as that is, is such a small, 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 small portion of our life. And so we have to offer people the ability to move off of their conversion in discipleship to what more God's word has for us to walk out. But if we don't read it, we don't know it. So um, very good. come and be a part of this. We meet for the first time this Wednesday, honoring our week of prayer and fasting. So just come see what it's all about. It may not be for you, but it just sure might. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to get ready to close with with a thought, and then I'm going to have um, I'm going to have Cliff pray for us. the uh, The beginning of chapter three. Do you have that, Cliff, in on your phone? Um, yes. Will you read the first uh, two verses? Jonah 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Mm -hmm. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim it the message I give you. A second time. Mm -hmm. And I just feel very, very, very confidently right now that there's somebody that is hearing this. And you need to know that if he wouldn't have obeyed the second time, there would have been a third. Mm. And there would have been a fourth. And then as long as, as needed, but there doesn't have to be. Mm. And so I, I think that this would be an incredible opportunity as the listener, whoever's listening to this, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, to, to just do what the Lord is asking you to do. If you don't know what to do, do the last thing he told you to do, mm -hmm. and he will empower you to do it. He will do a work in you, and then he will do a work through you. Amen. Cliff, will you pray for us? Yes. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your son. I thank you for your church. Today, Father, I want to pray the simple words that we can pray when we don't know what to pray. God, help us. Yes. You say in your word, in Psalms 30, 
Verse 2, Lord my God, I called you for help, and you healed me. Verse 10, hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. Help us, God. Help us to have the strength to do what you call us to do, regardless of our fears, regardless of our pride. Let us kill ourselves to be filled by you so that you may send us for your glory. We thank you, God. Amen. Amen. For those listening, that prayer, kill me, fill me, and send me, is one of the most effective things yes. that you can do. Kill my flesh, my pride, and my ego. Fill me with your spirit and your love, and send me to do whatever you would have me do. In Jesus' name. All God's people said. Amen. 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 We love you guys.